don't know if any of you uh, noticed this imposter that's, you know, he looks like me doing some Fallout podcasts as well. I don't, I don't know who this guy is. Hey everybody, hi! Welcome to Atomic Radio Hour. This is either episode, is either 169, nice, or it's 170. Not sure, it's because I'm in the middle of a move, uh, and I don't normally record during the day, that's why this is here, that's why the sun is here. It's kind of impeding on the way I record. Uh, normally, I never record during the day, so having the natural sunlight is kind of not normal. But hi, welcome, it's me, Vince. It's episode 169, nice, or 170. Um, this is a shorter episode, and I know the episodes have been a bit shorter because uh, I'm trying to figure everything out, but once I'm done with this move... Hopefully, things can start to return back to normal. I can start uh, looking into more things, doing more things, making the show a little bit bigger, a little bit better. But how are you? I don't know what last week was, so I can't reference last week. Um, but I hope you're doing well. I hope you're okay. I uh, We got to talk about some things quick. It's getting, Like I said, short episode. We got to talk about some things real quick. First off, being this Mario movie, guys. Who allowed this? Who allowed this? Uh, this new Mario movie. Just realized my TV is on in the living room. Hold on. Hey, I'm back. Sorry. This Mario movie. We got to talk about this. Um, I knew this was happening. It's being done by Illumination, the people who did the Minions movies. And they're like on record for saying that... Um, they make movies as cheap as possible. And I just think that when they took the cast, which we're going to talk about in a second, when they made the cast, they did the Illumination thing, which was who's popular. Like, every one of Illumination's movies just feel like they looked up a list of saying, hey, who's who's the big popular man or woman at the time and just made the movie? Like, I don't think Illumination's really made... Maybe the first Despicable Me's okay, but I haven't seen anything by Illumination that's good. They're not like older DreamWorks. They're just a company that comes in, makes a makes a product, and then walks away. And we're probably going to get like two or three of these Super Mario movies. And I know you've probably... Probably seen it, but Chris Pratt is doing Mario. Charlie Day is doing Luigi. And I gotta say, Charlie Day kind of makes sense. But I have a problem with most of these, but hear me out. Charlie Day kind of makes sense. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Sure. I guess. I mean... There's a Kill Bill. If you guys know Kill Bill the rapper, there's a Kill Bill song where he literally says Donkey Kong with a big bong. And... um that happened, I guess, technically. <laughs> so, uh, Jack Black is playing Bowser, and I kind of feel like I said it either on the last episode or the next episode, depending on when these come out, that I feel like Jack Black is slowly becoming the type of guy who's like the trendy guy. That being said, Jack Black is a phenomenal actor, and he can do more than just silly shit. He's actually like a really, really good actor. Um, the chick with the really, really far apart eyes is playing Princess Peach. Keegan-Michael Key's playing Toad. 
Fred Armisen is playing somebody. I don't remember who. Most of the pictures should be here somewhere uh, of who's playing who. I like Fred Armisen a lot, actually. So, But here's my, here's my thing. Charles Martinet is supposedly doing voices in the movie. Charles Martinet should have done Mario. I just kind of where I'm at. In Space Jam, people have been playing those characters, those those Warner Brothers, those Looney Tunes characters forever. Um, it's kind of like how I'm pretty sure Disney picks a Mickey Mouse and that's Mickey Mouse until the person dies or retires. And I don't know if it's the same people. I think one of them might have died in the past like two or three years. Uh, the voice of Mickey and Minnie were married. That might have just been a coincidence. I don't know the whole story, but still. Charles Martinet should have done Mario. You want to you want to have Jack Black and, and Charlie Day and Seth Rogen. And I can't think of her name. I think it's Anna or Anna something who's playing Peach. Who's Yoshi? Is Daisy going to show up? Someone's someone's playing a Lakitu, I think. I saw a meme of Anthony Fantano playing a Lakitu. Um, Charles Martinet should have done it. You have these people that do these voices, that are known to do these voices, that do these voices really, really well, and it's the reason why they continue to get paid. But then they just get a celebrity because, oh, a celebrity puts an ass in a seat. And when I said this to Kyle, Kyle goes, yeah, but Ben Schwartz did Sonic. Yeah, but Sonic's had, over the past, in Sonic's pretty much entire lifetime, Sonic has had like seven or eight different voice actors. One of the best being Jaleel White. Um... And I watched an interview with Jaleel White talking about Sonic, his voice, and, like, the idea that he put behind Sonic of saying, like, he wanted to make his voice as androgynous, I guess, in, in terms of, like, race. Because he was like, I'm a black dude. Sonic is blue. What is what is what does that sound like? Uh, like that. Like, he put thought into that. Ben Schwartz did a fine job as Sonic. I like Ben Schwartz's Sonic. But like I said, the Sonic voice I grew up with was not the Sonic voice... After that, it was not the cartoon Sonic. It was not uh, Ryan Drumming, I believe is his name. I'm probably getting that right wrong. Um, who I grew up with is Sonic. There's a new guy. And then there's like another dude after that. So Sonic has had multiple different voices. But since like 90 something, <laughs> since like 92, let's, let's Google it. Let's Google it together. Let's see what this says. What year was Super... Mario first voiced. Charles Martinet, video game voice actor's debut, was as Mario in the 1995 Windows release of Interplay's game? Interplay? Mario Fundamentals. However, most did not experience his voice until the landmark 1996 game Super Mario 64. 95, 05, so 95, 05, 2015. This dude's been doing it for how long give him the role he should have done mario i can't wait to hear chris pratt go it's a me mario and yes i know i i might say the name a little wrong it's how i've always said it it's how i was told that's the way the thing is said but <sighs> an italian plumber from brooklyn you know what i you know what i i hear when i hear an italian plumber from brooklyn i hear Hey, over here, we gotta do the fucking thing with the bagels and the the the, the, the gabagool, the spaghetti and the meat the ball. That's what I hear. Not not Andy from Parks and Rec. And I saw a lot of memes about how it's like, oh, 
when you get an you get an Italian character, you can't get an Italian to play them. Like I get it's a meme, but like, how come how come like Italians are the, like one of the only people you can make fun of? How come you can only make fun of us? You 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 know I don't know. I just think it's uh I think it's a little funny. A lot of uh, a lot of Italians don't even consider su- certain parts of southern Italy to be Italy. They don't consider them Italians. They consider them Africans. They don't consider them black, as far as I know, but they consider them Africans. That's just the thing that I know. So yeah, this movie is going to be dog shit. Um, and I don't even think it's going to be fun dog shit. Like, the way the Sonic movie I thought originally was going to be. Um... I the first the first Kyle and Vince likes things was originally called Kyle and Vince go to the movies because we saw Sonic and loved it and we made a whole thing about it and now we're getting a Super Mario movie cool the first one sucked so we're making another one and it's by a company that sucks so let's see maybe I'll like it who knows maybe they'll get a decent writer and they'll do something with it but why not like everybody everybody is finely voiced except for mario in my opinion but charles martinet will be there in some capacity let's see what charles martinet has done WarioWare, mario golf paper mario the new super Sm- super mario brothers WarioWare gold google translate as waluigi okay that's fun Odyssey, Grossology, Paul the Buttcrack Plumber. That's fitting. Herbie races again as Mario. I wonder if that's like actually like Mario-ass Mario. Superstars, Mario Run, Mario and Sonic at at the Rio 2016 Olympics. Hold on, I want to find it. I want to find it because nobody ever believes me when I say it. Get the hell out of here. It's not here. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim as the voice of Parthenax. Ugh. All right. Brought it back to Bethesda. <laughs> so this movie's going to suck. Um, I'm calling it now. Taking bets. I just genuinely don't think it will be good. I don't. I'd love to be proven wrong. This is a, a franchise that I love. It's a franchise that's beloved. It's arguably the most recognizable video game franchise ever. And it's going to be brought to the masses, and I hope it's good. I don't think it will be, but I hope. That's all you can do in these trying, trying, tumultuous times, is try to hope. Since I'm not going to get another chance to talk about it, and because I'm going to be out of the loop for at least two weeks on the news, because I don't know when this is coming out, if you're in the Discord, please join the Discord. If you want to hear any lore from the Fallout series, in the Discord below... There will be, uh, the link in the description below is the Discord. That makes sense in some capacity. If you want to join the Discord, check the description. Once a week, ask a question. Um, I got to put new rules on the on the questions. Um, but I asked a question. This week's question was uh, cookie-related, inspired by our pal Kyle. Someone picked the lore. But in the Discord, Kyle has a, a new uh, text chat called Papa's Gaming News. And there's a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about real quick. Just not a lot. Just stuff that seems interesting to me. There was the Nintendo Direct recently. 
that a lot of this is coming from. Kirby in the Forgotten Land is going to be an open world Kirby game. We haven't had a good Kirby game in a while, as far as I'm concerned. And I hope this is somewhat of a return to form. KOTOR is going to be on the Switch. Um, I, I made this prediction like a week ago, or two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, depending on when this comes out. But coming to the Switch online is going to be N64 games and some Genesis games. Some Genesis games being Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra, uh, Echo the Dolphin, Restar, Fantasy Star, Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, Strider... Golden Axe, if you're into old school Sega, great. They're also bringing some 64, like I said, Super Mario 64, uh, Mario Kart, Star Fox, Yoshi Story, a Japanese game that I don't know, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis, Zelda Ocarina. Um, and then I even called this, I didn't know this was happening, but I called this in the time when I was making fun of Nintendo. I think it was like episode 168. Uh, N64 and Genesis controllers revealed for, for, for the Switch. And I said, I remember I went like this. Um, they're doing it. They're just gonna, they're just gonna go off your nostalgia. Don't download the ROMs. Do not download ROMs on your computer. It's illegal, then it's wrong. Pay us this money for this and buy these controllers and whatnot. Whatever. Old man Nintendo, they're going to do whatever they want because they got stupid money. I can't say yes, no, and or maybe to any of this. But it is what it is, and it ain't what it used to be. So like I said, this is a shorter episode. Uh, I just want to get into some quick news stuff right then, right there. Like I said, I'm in the middle of a move. My room's actually a mess. I got boxes all over the place, clothes strewn about. Half my desk is taken apart. Uh, I'm actually looking at right here is my box for my T51 power armor helmet and apparently they made a hundred and let's say a hundred and eleven thousand of those because uh, it says on the box c slash no dash which is blank of one one oh eight oh oh so a hundred and eleven thousand of these power armor helmets i wonder if the ones that didn't sell they made into the new coca-cola ones i wonder if all of these sold that's just the thing that I wanted to say out loud. This might be the last time for a little bit that we have this setup. This window, yeah, this window probably won't, well, definitely won't be here. Hopefully when I get to my new place and rearrange everything, I can rearrange where the desk is going to be and where the shelf is going to be so I can kind of have it where this isn't a problem and I can record any time of the day. Um, I'll see when I get there. I'll figure it out step by step. But let's get into this lore. Before we get into lore, I have to thank the Patreon. Um, thank you to uh, the Patreon because of you guys, we can do stuff like this. I can do these shows. I can have Papa on like I either did last week or the week following. And uh, I can do other stuff. And once I kind of get settled, I've been kind of dealing with this move. Hopefully after this move, I can have hour-long episodes again. I can get settled. I can work on projects. I can do things. Once that's all taken care of, I can get back to hopefully bringing the show to the time, to the way it needs to be. It just, Olive left it like, probably, I mean, the only way she could have left at a worse time is if she would have left like now. But it wasn't a great time for her to go. But that being said, let's thank the Patreon. First off, we have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. 
After Noah, we have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And after Marcus, we have to thank Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. Like I said, because of you guys, we get to do this. Uh, but for this week's lore, again, comes from the Discord. I asked a question. Like I said prior, it was cookie-related. Uh, I asked, I'm thinking of a cookie. Well, Kyle was thinking of a cookie. First person to guess the cookie wins. We had some entries. But the person who won was Red Conquer with Snickerdoodles. Apparently not a lot of people knew what Snickerdoodles were. I grew up on them shits, and they slap. Not even that big on cinnamon, and they slap. So if you'd like to hear any sort of lore, make sure you're in the Discord. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I will ask a question. It'll be a, a guessing game. First person to get the question right gets to pick lore for the week. And this week's lore topic chosen by Red Conquer is Lily Bowen from Fallout New Vegas. Now, Lily is actually one of the older characters in the game. She's about 206 years old, I think, 205, 206, 4, 200, something like that. She's born in 2078. 203. She's 203. Born in 2078. Uh, she's born just after the war and she lived in Vault 17. The Unity, and or referred to as the Master's Army, raided it in 2153. At 75 years old and a grandmother of two, she was dragged out by the super mutants and saw natural sunlight for the first time. She was taken to the Mariposa military base and dipped in the vats of goo, the F-E-V. She came out as a nightkin and was either an assassin or a spy, and Tabitha was her squad leader. That's the thing that goes really, um, I mean, I guess it's not super underrated. I think a lot of people talk about it. New Vegas, just how everybody's kind of connected. Like, Lily's connected to, like, five different people, like, just by talking to her. Um, I, I, I... I like that a lot because the world feels like one whole piece where everything's kind of incorporated. It almost feels like living in a small town where everybody knows everybody. When Lily was near Calamath, she found Daisy Whitman's crashed vertebrae and used one of the rotor blades to make her sword. During this time, she started to develop schizophrenia. Schizophrenia or schizophrenia? I'm going to say Frenia, because I think that's how Marcus says it in the front of Jacobstown. A voice named Leo told her how to fashion the blade into a weapon. After the destruction of the Unity and the Cathedral was destroyed, as well as the death of the Master, she wanted to go home. Now, it says on the wiki that she did not like the Master, and I want to look that up real quick. She actually, if the courier can ask, who was the master? And Lily would say, oh, he was a nasty man, dearie. You don't want to know about him. He was the one that made the super mutant army that I told you about. That's neat. She eventually made her way to Jacobstown. The Night Stalkers developed a stealth mutation and started attacking the Bighorners. And this is because they got into some stealth boys. Um, it's like the intro quest when you get to Jacobstown. Jacobstown is a great... I don't know if I've ever done the lore on Jacobstown. I know I've done the lore on Marcus. Um, but I love Jacobstown. I love the location. I like the snow. Uh, I just really, really like the idea of that area. If the courier gets involved with this quest... 
the big horners, the night stalkers, Lily would like to get involved as well. She, while living in Jacobstown, she has been receiving treatment for her schizophrenia from Dr. Henry. And I believe Dr. Henry is an enclave, an ex-enclave soldier, which I really want to do a lore segment at some point about the remnant enclave soldiers that you go on the whole, um, I always say it wrong. I think it's Aud Sing Lang, Aud Sing Long or something like that. It's the, the New Year's song. It has a name and that's its name. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but it's, uh, Arcade Ganon's quest, his quest line or the end quest. I believe she has schizophrenia because of her excessive stealth boy use. This has manifested into a voice named Leo with her antipsychotic drugs. So the mixture of the drugs and the, um, the schizophrenia has developed Leo. The biggest effect from these drugs are memory loss. And she doesn't want to forget her past, especially her grandchildren, Jimmy and Becky. So she takes her meds at a half dose. Leo the voice that she hears, it's a sociopathic, malicious, and devious voice that can communicate with her and gives her instructions for, in quotes, terrible things. It's mostly in battle, but it's also in general. Um, I don't know anybody with schizophrenia. Um, I'm kind of happy that I don't, I guess, is a thing to say, because it means no one I love has it. Um but it's a debilitating disease. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know much about it, but to like not know where you are. There's a, there's a actually a really big community of schizophrenic people on YouTube. If I remember correctly, I remember watching like a documentary or something like a YouTube documentary on just like people with schizophrenia and on YouTube. Uh, but Leo, again, he doesn't like to be referred to as just a voice in her head. Leo is very different from Lily. Lily is friendly, helpful, and pleasant. Leo, like I said prior, is a sociopath. He's malicious, and he's devious. Lily doesn't like to use guns, but still will if instructed. Uh, she claims that Leo likes bladed melee weapons. Lily asks for Doc Henry's permission to help with the Nightkin schizophrenia. Even after the doctor told her about the likelihood of permanent brain damage. So, I like to believe that through her schizophrenia, through her Nightkin mutation, there is still someone in there that is a good-hearted person. Um, I once worked with an older lady. She was in her mid to late 60s. I want to say mid 60s. Maybe 64. Mid 60s. And... I asked her about having grandkids and she told me, she goes, it slows you down in a good way. Like she said, you have kids and it slows you down and then you have grandkids and it slows you down. So I just like the idea of Lily kind of being this slowed down nightkin that just kind of got thrown into this new thing. She was kidnapped. Like she didn't want to become nightkin. She just was like, all right, here you go. If the courier helps uh, Doc Henry with the cure, Jacobstown will prosper. If the courier convinces her to continue taking the, the meds at half dose, she will eventually leave Jacobstown to find the remnants of her past life. So there is still something there that wants to know. She came from Vault 17 originally, which I'm pretty sure I stated, and it doesn't show up in game but fallout 4's art book had a jumpsuit for 
Vault 17. It also has one for 117, what looks like 113. They could have just been throwing numbers on them. I just thought it's interesting. I wanted to talk about it because there is no technical in-game canon for where it is, what it looks like if there's an experiment or anything. But there is some kind of official art, even if it's not like official or matters or means anything. If she takes the full dose of her medicine at the end of her quest line, um, I don't think I've ever done Lily's quest line, to be honest. I know in my first like 100 and something hour of New Vegas run... Like the first time I played it, I had all the companions in my in the Lucky 38 because it was just like having uh, bobbleheads. I just wanted them there. Uh, if she takes the full dose, she'll forget her past and throw away her hollow tape of her grandchildren and the instructions to take her medicine at half a dose. If she doesn't take her meds, she'll be completely taken over by Leo, making her nothing more than a rabid animal. So just before we get out of here on Lily, I'd just like to read some fun facts, some notes that are right off the wiki. I get all my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. Her husband used to make particularly strong moonshine, of which she partook in from time to time. Just a fun fact. Just some world building. If one enters with Lily inside the cafeteria of Vault 3, she will comment about herself when she was a small girl, and she will remember her first kiss. This often occurs upon entering Vault 11, 19, and 22. As a nightkin, Lily is also significantly faster than a player character. It is not uncommon for her to charge ahead and engage a target which can be problematic when dealing with creatures like Deathclaws. When Lily is a companion, if she is reduced to one of her hit points, she will suffer a psychotic break and will be in aggressive mode until it fades. The player character is unable to give Lily commands or interact with her until the break subsides. She will also repeat a mantra, quickly counting to 10. Wow, rep repetitively to calm herself down. I didn't know that. While Lily is not a companion, Cazadors may attack Jacobstown and kill her. If the player character asks her to be aggressive, she will comment saying, That's exactly what Leo told me to do. During the quest beyond the beef, Mortimer will reject suggestion to use her <laughs> as a replacement for Ted Gunderson, as she is a non-human. Non-human, and the same applies to Raul. When one travels to Novak with Lily, she asks if they want to ride the dinky... They want to ride Dinky the Dinosaur. While approaching Tribal Village with Lily, she will ask, Oh dear, did I do all of this? When enemies are identified, Lily will frequently state, Get behind Grandma, and then place yourself between the player and the character and, and the enemies. Between the player character and the enemies. When crouched, Lily enters her own sneak mode. When she activates a permanent stealth boy until the player character stops sneaking. When in this mode, it's hard to see Lily in front or, or between the player character and an opponent and can frequently, and one can frequently shoot her accidentally because of her tendency to stand between the courier and the enemies. This can sometimes be countered by telling her to back up. The super mutants in Jacob's town may comment on Lily in which they whisper to the player character, Better watch out. Lily's been babbling about her grandkids again. And Lily is also shorter than the other Nightkin. It's pretty much Lily. It's pretty much all there is on her. Um, I think a Fallout game kind of isn't complete without a super mutant companion. I know Fallout 1 doesn't have one, but I'm pretty sure ever since Fallout 2, I'm not sure about tactics, but 2, 3, New Vegas, and 4 all have super mutant companions in some capacity. I remember... 
when Fallout 4 came out, that's who I was most excited to see as a companion was a super mutant because I loved Fox. I've never done Lily's quest line. Maybe next time I play, I'll, I'll grab her just because, like I said, I've never done it. And uh, it seems simple. It doesn't seem like it's too, too crazy. But that's Lily Bowen. That's lore. All right, guys, like I said, this is an Atomic Radio half hour. It is shorter. I know the episodes lately have been about 40 to 50 minutes. And like I said, I'm trying to work on that. I have to, I'm, I'm doing the show solo. Pal pops in every now and again, but I mean, I'm solo. So I have to figure some things out still. And I'm in the middle of a move, like I said. So I hope you're doing well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry again that it's shorter, but at least it's something. Um, if you liked our intro music, it's by the one, the only Shane Ivers. There's a link in the description below to silvermansounds.com slash free music, where you can find not only Feather Duster, our theme song, but you can listen to a slew of free heaters that Shane Ivers has made. If you want to hear any lore in particular, make sure you're in the Discord. And I will ask a question. First person to get the question right gets to pick the lore for the week. You can follow me on Twitter. Link in the description below. Follow the show. Link in the description below. Um, thank you to the Patreon. If you'd like to support the show in a small way, you can always buy something off the Redbubble. Some designs that myself and the former host have created. You can get the show anywhere a podcast can be downloaded. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Please tell a friend. Please share this around. Give us a thumbs up. It helps out a lot. I hope you're doing well. I always say that, but I really do. Um, call somebody you love. Do something new this week. Try something new. Be safe. Uh... Bye. <laughs> Hopefully soon everything will be back to normal. Either next week or the following week. Sometime soon we'll have some normalcy. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.